It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Monday, May 2nd, 2022. I'm Beckler. Shauna's away. She'll be back on Wednesday. She's in Toronto right now for a wedding. I think the wedding is actually tonight. An odd Monday night wedding. Prime time, really. Um, I'm going to keep this quick because they're moving furniture above the studio and it's loud as hell in here, so I'm kind of distracted. But uh, Don Cherry makes an appearance on today's show. It's also the start of the NHL playoffs tonight. Very exciting. we got some white girl phrases. Funny YouTube ad I saw. Entomology. Not etymology, but entomology. I had to take the fall for my wife, McKenna, for something recently. Something I didn't do, but I took the blame. We're going to talk about cheap beer, killing bugs... First, you're out of context clip of the show. Beautify the world with your smile. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got pulled over by the police on Friday after work because um, I'm a dangerous outlaw and they finally brought me to justice. No, I was, uh, I had left, it was after work and I was going to pick up my son from school and the registration on our vehicles had been due recently. It had expired recently and McKenna, like she said, I'll, I'll take care of it online because you can renew online now. It's not a sticker system anymore. I said, that's great. So I was driving anyway on Friday, and I saw the Calgary police vehicle behind me, and I was like, he's going to pull me over, and it's going to be about the registration. I just know it. Sure enough, whoop, lights come on. So I pulled over, and he came up. He said, your registration is expired. I said, my wife said she did it online. He said, there's no record of that in the system. So he's like, what I'll do is I will, uh, he's like, I, I won't give you a ticket today, but get that done this weekend, and then I'll check on Monday, and if you haven't updated your registration, then I will issue the ticket. And I said, thank you very much. That's Because that's a dirty ticket. That's like 300 bucks, I think, is a registration ticket. I've had one before. It sucks. It's like, it's might as well set $300 on fire. Like, what a waste of money. So, anyway, I think he... I'll, I'll give you the... I don't know if this, pl- this worked in my favor to not get a ticket or not, but I will pass this tip along just in case, uh, just in case it works for you too, but... He pulled me over on a a fairly busy street, and whenever that happens, I always think, okay, well then, now he's standing out in traffic while he, you know, handles me, and that's not the safest thing. So as soon as I saw I was getting pulled over, I signaled to him that I was going to pull over off off the main drag onto a quieter street, and I don't know if he maybe appreciated that, or, you know, if he just, if he just bought my story about McKenna messing this, this up. We were like, wives, am I right? <laughs> and then we slapped asses and went our separate ways. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We usually don't just like read funny tweets that we come across on this show, but this one had me chuckling all weekend. It said, it's funny how we say a bug hit my windshield when we're the ones going 70 miles per hour. I bet the bug's family describes it differently. Yeah, that's some uh, that's some victim blaming, isn't it? Like we're the ones hurtling through space, bugs just minding its own business, doing bug things. I've often thought about that after a road trip. You know, you look at the front of your vehicle and hundreds of dead bugs. None of them with any concept of what a highway or a car is. All of them with families they didn't return to. How do how do militant vegans feel about that? You know, like. You may not when you when you eat something that you eat a plant based diet. Maybe you didn't actively end anything's life to do that. You may not be consuming another being, but I tell you, the farm machinery and the trucks that transported that food certainly did. They ended some lives. How do we square that? Or you know, as a as a fan of nice lawns, you know, I like to, I like a well manicured lawn. It's like a it's a straight up genocide every time you fire up that lawnmower and cut the grass, isn't it? And it's not just a one time thing either. 
You run over an anthill, you absolutely shred a few dozen ants, and they rebuild. They rebuild the colony. They mourn, and they rebuild. And then three days later, oh, oh, no. Not again. No. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Are you a beer drinker? Uh, yes. If you're specifically looking for like a like a dirt cheap beer, the cheap like a discount beer, what's your brand? Old Mill or Pabst, I guess. Okay, okay. The, the reason I ask, my friends and I were talking about this on the weekend. We want to do a blind taste test of all of like the cheapest brands of beer. So basically, have a party. Everyone's responsible for bringing one different brand of like discount beer, and then we we rack them all up and we see which one tastes the best. My friend, my friends actually did this with uh, with fried chicken on the weekend. KFC came out on top. You can believe it. Um, but th- th- this came about because I-, I went to the liquor store with my friend on the weekend, and we went in to, t- to buy some beer. And I think when you drink cheap beer, everyone always makes a comment, right? Like, I mean, it, cheap beer isn't my first choice. I'm just doing it to be economical. My first choice would be a nice craft beer, of course. But that's all, not always in the budget for a weekend, so you got to have your cheap option, too. But whatever your cheap option is, someone's going to make a comment about it. So I grabbed a case of brew house, and my buddy's like, oh, you're getting brew house? And then grabbed a case of Lucky Lager for himself. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? So we're trying to decide which brands should be included in the cheap beer test. Um, the two that we just mentioned there. I think maybe Cam's Old Milwaukee should be in there. Brew house, Lucky, Boxer, Keystone, Black Ice, Bronk, AGD, these types of beer. This this friend of mine, he's like, well, you got to include like Canadian or Coors Light in there, and I was like, well, one, they're not at the same price point at those other those, those other beers, and he's like, yeah, but they're, you know, they taste like cheap beers, and I was like, once again, you're holding the case of Lucky Lager. Good morning. Hey, I was just hearing you talk about uh, cheap beer. Yes, and it brings me back <laughs> back in university and playing rugby and all these other sports. I I would be all about the Lucky X. Lucky X is that in the black can? Yeah, it's extra strong. It was like six point five percent. It tasted good. For the so, time. Well, I mean, let's Before let's be real. Beers were a thing. <laughs> so, not only are you cheap enough to be buying Lucky, but you want your Lucky to go further. Yeah. So you're buying Lucky X. Yeah. When me and my buddy we we played rugby together and we lived in the house, the same house. We uh, always had a flat of Lucky X in the fridge. <laughs> and what did that cost? It was like twenty five bucks. Yeah, roughly buck a beer. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a great price. And <laughs> I think we're gonna have to have like a price limit. So if it's like a buck, you know, a buck ten, a buck fifteen a beer, then it's in. But I think a buck and a quarter is 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 the limit now. So that would that would exclude like probably Pilsner, Canadian, yeah. Coors Light. Yeah. That's completely appropriate. Those okay. things are like staple brands that market themselves as better beer even though they taste the same if not worse. Well yeah, and if you go to an event that's what they're serving, right? If you went to an event and they're like uh, if you went to a wedding and they're like we have Lucky, we have Keystone, we have Lucky X. We have, you'd be like where I, am I, I? I have gone to a couple weddings like that. <laughs> the BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. So my lovely wife McKenna, uh, I came into the bedroom the other night and she's like I need you to do me a favor. And I said, yeah, for sure. What is it? She said, I need you to tell Brigham that you ate the rest of his candies. So my son Brigham, who is four, uh, had some candies, this bag of gummy candies, and there were a few left over. And I guess McKenna started nibbling after the kids had gone to bed and just didn't stop. 
until they were all gone. Cannabis may have played a factor. We're not sure yet. We're still looking into it. But she was like, "You, I need you to tell him that you ate the candies. And I was like, oh, man, like that sucks. Because, I one, I didn't, and I didn't even get to eat the candies. But I'm going to take the blame for it when Brigham gets mad. And I was like, okay. I mean, McKenna does a lot for me. Doesn't ask a lot of me. So I was like, all right. I'll take I'll take the fall for this one. So the next day we're driving, me and the kids. And Brigham says, I need to find my candies. <laughs> Mom said she doesn't know where they are. That's how Brigham talks. And I was like, I ate them. And he instantly starts crying. And I was like, yep. It was me, Dad. I ate the candies. I have very little impulse control, so I ate them all. And he's wailing, and I I feel so bad. And I was like, but I'll take you to get, I was like, I'll take you later this week to get more candies, to replace the ones that I ate, that I, Dad, ate. And then he was okay with that. But then my older son, Bo, is like, well, that's not fair. He gets more candies and I don't. And I was like, yep. That's just how I roll. That's how dad rolls. This is like the parent version of if your friend got caught with drugs and you take the fall for them, just involving candies. And now I think she owes me, don't you? BNS in 20 minutes or less. We just mentioned in the in the newscast there that the NHL playoffs start tonight, which I'm sure you're excited about. Flames play tomorrow night at 8 at the Dome against Dallas. This is a, a late start to the playoffs this year, though. And I was wondering, like, how late? In past years... When did the playoffs usually start? So last year was a weird year, too, and the playoffs began even later last year. They started on May 15th. The year prior to that was the weird year that we had the NHL playoffs in the fall, which I, I honestly barely remember. It was That was just so weird. The last normal NHL season and schedule that we had would have been 2019, and the playoffs that year began on April 10th. So if this year were like that year, we would already be well into the second round by now. And then if you go back even further, like historically in the NHL, I was talking to my dad yesterday about how late the playoffs are starting this year. And he pointed out, my dad's a big Boston Bruins fan, as am I, but he pointed out that Bobby Orr scored that famous like flying through the the air goal uh, on May 10th, it was Mother's Day, 1970, to win the Stanley Cup on May 10th. So, I mean, long story short, as excited as I am for the NHL playoffs this year, you know, with my Bruins in it, with the Flames looking really strong, they just start too late, don't they? I think I think the regular season is too long in the NHL. I think the playoff format is about around too long, and I think it all starts too late. And they take it from someone whose team has been to the Cup Finals several times in the last few years. It gets more and more difficult to stay focused on hockey, like on the games when you like when you start creeping into June or potentially even into July this year, depending on how long it goes. Like the weather's beautiful. There are social events happening, and then like you're inside watching hockey. Now, of course, I mean, if you can rig up some kind of outdoor viewing setup, then you get the best of both worlds. And I figured that out last year. I figured out how to easily take a TV out onto my deck and, and watch sports out there. So that's nice. And, you know, if the flames go deep and we're all living in this city where it's all happening, you know, on game nights, that will be the only social event happening. So that will be kind of fun. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I drove past a house for sale on the weekend, and the listing, the sign for the listing realtor said, Brad Crappen. And I did a double take. I was like, did I read that correctly? Um, it said Brad Crappen, but there's a there's an accent over the A. It's a, Span, a Spanish accent called a tilde. So I don't know how the, 
how the last name is actually pronounced. I don't think it would be Crappen, although I'm I'm sure Brad is insistent that that accent appear on all of his promotional materials, and I understand why. But then I got thinking, a few years ago, Sean and I put together a list of our favorite names of local realtors, and I was trying to remember, I was like, was, was Brad Crappen on that list? Uh, he was. Here, here's the list, if you don't remember. So this list was actually inspired by number seven. Uh, these two follow me on Instagram. Eric Drinkwater and Dennis Huang. They are uh, Drinkwater Huang Real Estate. Separate, not that remarkable. Together, that's a good name. That's beautiful. Uh, in number six, I'd like to go with Brad Crappen. I think it goes without... I'm, I'm immature, okay? <laughs> it's immature. Number five, Shirley and Jeff Mikulajow. That is just a fun word to say, isn't oh, it? Nicola Jow. Nicola Jow. Nicola Jow. It reminds me of Worcestershire sauce. Yes. I could not be the receptionist at that agency. Because <laughs> I'd be like, good afternoon. You've reached Shirley and Jeff. Nicola Jow. Yeah, I know, right? I just, <laughs> Nicola Jow. Nicola Jow. Uh, number four, Graham Terryberry. <laughs> okay, first of all, he sounds like the name of the mascot for Graham Crackers. Second of all, any name with Terry in it, good in my books. Number three, Elaine Pippi. Sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings. Yes. I don't think he knows about second breakfast, Pippi. In number two, Joy Peacock. She sounds like a murderer in the game of Clue. Because <laughs> Joy Peacock in the library with the candlestick, you know? And at number one, if you've lived in Calgary for any length of time, you know who number one is going to be. It's Wendy Wacko. Oh, God, yeah. Your top seven best names of local realtors. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Got a message from friend of the show, Caitlin, and she said, uh, not in Calgary, this guy is a realtor in Vernon, B.C., but it's the best realtor name she's ever seen, and that man's name is Thor Chinchilla. <laughs> Thor Chinchilla. That is tremendous. Were he in Calgary, he would be on the list for sure. And when we originally did this list, I think we said that like it, it's probably to the realtor's benefit, right? Because there are just so many realtors now. And, you know, I, I talked recently on the show about how in Toronto, it's something like one in 60-some people in the workforce are working as a realtor right now. Just because, you know, the prices are so inflated there that if you sell two houses a year, you'll be good. So there are so many realtors. How do you stand out? You know, you have the realtors have all the outdoor advertising. Now you're seeing a lot of younger realtors on TikTok. It's like the same guy. They're all the same guy. They wear like the the wide-brimmed influencer hat and they have like way too much energy. Hey guys, I'm going to show you what a $5 million house in Vancouver looks like. Let's go. Like that's <laughs> There's so many of these guys. So if you have a name that stands out on its own, you're probably ahead of the game. I would not forget the name Thor Chinchilla. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Have you ever worked at a place where they put up a sign for everything? You know, like if there's an issue at the workplace, rather than just like, you know, talk about it or deal with it, they, they, they choose to go with a passive-aggressive sign. We've got a bit of that going on here. I'm looking around. And there are quite a few signs up on the walls. And like the problem with putting up too many signs is that they just start to, like no one pays attention to them, right? They start to just blend together. Whereas, like, if there's one sign and it's got big red letters and it's the only sign, then you pay attention to that. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I was, uh, a couple weekends ago, I was in Saskatoon visiting my parents and I went for a workout there at this, like, fitness facility. They got a track and a gym and everything. And uh, I went in to change, then I went to the bathroom. And there was a sign in the bathroom that says, please do not spit on the floor. And I was like, well, that's 
odd that we would need a sign for that. And then I went to, to warm up out on the track. And as I walked out onto the track, there was a sign greeting you that said, please do not spit on the track. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? We got a cereal spitter at this fitness facility. Also, like that's a real audience of one type sign, isn't it? Like that is not, that's not meant for me. I was not going to spit on the bathroom floor or on the track. That There is one person that's doing this. And they need to catch that person and they need to rub their nose in it. I think we're past the sign stage now. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Entomology with Beckler. So many people mix up the words etymology and entomology. We figured we'd probably just make it its own segment. Etymology is the study of words and their origins. Entomology is the study of insects. Uh, the other day, my boys, they came inside. They're like, we found a ladybug. And they're like, it's three years old. And I said, how do you know that? I said, well, it has three spots on its back. And I was like, I don't, I think that's a myth. So I looked into it, and it is a myth. Um, the spots on a ladybug don't indicate how old the ladybug is. And, and we should know this because there are like, there are species of ladybug called like the nine spotted ladybug or the 20 spotted ladybug. There aren't ladybugs living to be 20 years old. That would be impressive, though. That is the Methuselah of ladybugs. It just, the, the spots are just the species, basically. Different species have different numbers of spots. The average ladybug lives only a year or two, so. It would be to see a 20-spotted ladybug and think, well, it's 20 years old. That would be ridiculous. Anyway, uh, another ladybug myth. You know when you're holding a ladybug, you ever did this when you were a kid, and then there's that like yellow spot on you after, and you're like, oh, it peed on me. Gross, the ladybug peed on you. It's not pee. It's actually not pee. It's uric acid. It's called reflex bleeding, and it's a defense mechanism. And that, that, that yellow substance apparently smells and tastes so horrible that the idea is that the ladybug excretes some of this terrifyingly out of its out of its leg joints that's where it comes from and then a predator will you know get a whiff of that or get a taste of that and think okay this thing tastes gross i don't want any part of this and they'll leave the ladybug alone which is i mean to bleed out of its out of its joints in its limbs that's metal that's really metal and i mean it would it would probably work too right like if someone was giving you trouble and you went full stigmata out of your elbows and knees, and it smelled horrible, they'd probably leave you alone, I think. VNS in 20 minutes or less. You know, like the YouTube pre-roll ads? You have to watch some of them are unskippable. Some of them you can skip. There's one on YouTube right now for Cadbury, the chocolate company, and it's just like a quick five-second pre-roll. And it says, by eating Cadbury dairy milk, you've helped to plant two million trees. I was like, what a great way to justify something... <laughs> That isn't that isn't that good for you, right? Like too much chocolate isn't good for you. In moderation, it's fine, but you could be like, "I'm planting trees, leave me alone," and then dummy three chocolate bars in a row. Other companies should really get on this type of marketing, and I guess some of them kind of have, like the the sports betting and the lotteries around here. They all you know support youth charities, youth programs. So, I mean, you're not betting on the Flames game tomorrow night. You're making sure kids can play sports. You should feel good about that. Even if I recall correctly, I think like the, one of the, you know the big adult content site online didn't they have like a like a breast cancer thing too where it's like if you like for every video watched they would donate this much money to to breast cancer it's clever right it's a it, it's a clever way to align something that is typically seen as a as a vice with something that's seen as a good cause right I mean even the the beer company should do it more right and say like for every for every 12 cases of beer that we sell, we will we'll dig a well for clean water in Mozambique. And then you and your buddies can be like, 
Well, get to work, guys. We're digging well tonight. V and S in 20 minutes or less. We always talk about these white girl sayings. If you listen to the show, you'll know. Like, live, laugh, love, of course, is the, the grand mammy of all of them. Um, but people love to send these these to us when they, you know, use in the bathroom at a friend's house, and there it is on the wall. It's so funny that people think, oh, i got to send this to Beckler and Shauna. So i got a couple of these. Uh, the first one comes from a friend of the show, Lachlan. And this is a, a piece of wall art. It looks like it's a prefab piece of wall art, not a stencil job. And this is like a word cloud of for Caucasian ladies. It says, every day, laugh, celebrate, love, dream, hope, learn, embrace, wish, share, enjoy, give, live, smile. Heavens me. There's a lot going on there. And then uh, Shauna and I were tagged in a post from friend of the show, Tammy. And Tammy was in a gift shop looking at a wall with a few dozen of these things. And oh, my God. This is the mother load. I can't read all of them to you because there's just too many. But I'll read some of them. Um, okay. <laughs> some people dance in the rain. Others just get wet. Slow down. Happiness is trying to catch you. Don't stumble over something behind you. It's okay to have too much fun. I have character defects and I'm not afraid to use them. Beautify the world with your smile. Wine is like duct tape. It fixes everything. VNS in 20 minutes or less. These are some of the coolest sports stories. Uh, on the weekend in the game between the Anaheim Ducks and the Dallas Stars, uh, the, the Ducks had an emergency backup goalie come in. This guy's name is Tom Hodges. He's 28. He's an insurance salesman in the Dallas area. Uh, I guess he, he did play some hockey growing up. The, the highest he ever reached was he played university hockey at Southern Methodist University at SMU. Um, but both of the Ducks goaltenders went down with injuries, and he got the call, faced three shots, stopped two of them. I mean, these emergency backup goalie situations are, are so much fun, and I mean, if you're playing the Leafs, sometimes you can even get a win. This was from the press conference after where, where this guy, Tom Hodges, was interviewed. This is what he had to say kind of about, like, his journey to the, to the NHL. I always dreamed of one day getting to play a game in the NHL, but when I was about 12 years old, I lost the sight in my left eye and so it just you know it became kind of a an impossibility I worked hard played 18U AA but then um, after not playing for a little bit I, I was like I, I think I want to play some hockey again maybe just some adult league and got with a goalie coach uh, who happened to be the goalie coach for the Allen Americans in the ECHL and after a couple practices he was like hey not bad. <laughs> Come on out and practice with my guys when, when we need an extra goalie. And then that led to him being the, the emergency backup goalie in this game and then eventually getting the call, which is a memory he'll have forever. We love those, we love those stories as sports fans because it's like it's just a regular dude who got to play with the pros. Don Cherry would like it too, I'm sure. Got a kid coming in off the street, strapping on the pad, stopping a couple of pucks. Good kid out of Southern Methodist University. It's the second best meal after St. Mary's. I don't know much about the Methodist, but I probably like a lot of people a whole lot less than I like them, okay? Playoffs start tonight. Keep your eye on the Toronto Maple Leafs. A lot of good Ontario boys on that team. And of course, don't forget to support the troops. Let's go. 
You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.